0: And um, there's enough people that are like, hey, wait, there's another thing happening over here, and it's brighter and feels warmer and better, and let's go do that. And eventually, as we keep sharing our stories, sharing our innovation, um, describing what the world could look like in the light, we're going to bring more people out of the darkness, and we are um, causing change or disrupting, whatever word you want to use, but it needs to happen. And I think we're all doing the good work to, to make that occur.
1: This is Christy Gupton, and I'm an employee benefits advisor. I understand how hard it is to embrace change when you have employees depending on you for a great health plan. This podcast is uniquely designed to answer your most pressing questions. Let's get right to it. My heart goes out to patients flooded with medical bills they don't understand, can't afford to pay, and don't know who to turn to. Thank goodness. Now, when I hear about that, I know of resources and I can usually point them in the right direction. As an employee benefits advisor, it's easier than ever to deploy that same type of caring advocacy to your employees. Enter Upland Advocacy. Experts in IRS code 501R, they can step in, grab your eligible employee by the hand, and gently lead them to a place where those exorbitant medical bills aren't so scary. Surprisingly, you have more workers in your organization who qualify for charitable care than you might realize. Turn up your volume and listen to Christy Vago as we talk about an important innovation that is critically needed in employer-sponsored health plans today. Okay. Welcome, Christy Vago, to Healthcare Solutions Podcast. Thank you for being my guest today.
0: Well, thank you for having me, Christy. Great to be here.
1: You know, I've had a Chris on the podcast, Chris Deacon, uh, but yes. you're the first Christy. <laughs> uh, and um, the way you spell your name is only one letter different than mine. You use an H in yours and I don't. Mm-hmm. So it's the Christy and Christy show today. I'm excited. Oh Wow.
0: And And Chris is a hard act to follow um so go girl power chris's let's do this right
1: i know i know if if you know logistically we could work it out with all the different audio you know wouldn't it be fun to have all the girl power that's in our industry i mean we could rattle off names for the next hour of all the awesome women in healthcare that are doing great things couldn't we
0: it truly is exciting we there's many many of us putting our fingerprints in our little corner of the world and it's very encouraging um so yeah blessed to be a part of the the long list
1: yeah speaking of our industry in case anyone out there doesn't know um i feel like we are innovators and um you know some people don't like the word disruptors and some t- some days i like it some days i don't but mm-hmm. Um, innovators. And then Dave Chase uses the term, we're restorers of healthcare. So, you know, health, we're in the healthcare industry, but, um, you know, sometimes people confuse that with just selling health insurance or, you know, just doing um, healthcare a certain way. I really feel like we're trying to take um, healthcare to uh, a new level where it's somewhat uh, back to, the familiar days, you know, when healthcare was personal, where there were true connected relationships in there where everyone knew you by name, but with technology and with advances that really help bring down the cost, improve the outcomes, you know, all those things. So indeed, it,
0: it's it's funny how there's this circle of life phenomenon going on we are evolving in every layer of our society, right? But there's some elements that keep coming back. Um I'm watching some of the movies they're re- redoing that I watched back growing up, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Star Wars and like all these movies that like we grew up on. Now I'm dating myself obviously but they are so resonating with society. They're just upgrading the technology and the people. and But the characters are the ones we knew, grown up, the TV shows. How is Magnum P.I. being redone right now? <laughs> that is an oldie but goodie. Hawaii Five-O, I mean, I could go on and on. So yeah. movies, TV, even music. I, I'm hearing some of the kids kind of beat-bopping some of the songs that were popular in the 80s. It's just funny that although we are so much further down the road in many many elements there is something about our roots and where we've come from that still plays some truth and resonates with so many people and i think that's true in the in the industry that we're working in now as well
1: i agree you know yeah i do like th- um, some of the new TV shows, but there will never be another Tom Selleck, girlfriend. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so, you know, when you talk about roots of health care, then and we've we've talked about, um, you know, those old Marcus Welby days where the doctor came to your home. You know, people sometimes now don't even realize that's the thing. Um, but me having a direct primary care doctor, she's at my back and call. Like I can text her. I can, that type of healthcare is coming back. Thank the Lord. My husband doesn't have that type of healthcare. He's in the old traditional world and he waited an hour yesterday for his appointment. I'm like, Ooh, too bad. So sad. Yeah. That's like what most people are doing, but that's why you need a DPC. You know, you need to like go back to where we came from to get the better care, that personalization, to use your word needs to come back into healthcare before it goes down further roads.
1: Yeah, you're in a similar situation. My husband is still on his employer's health plan and God love him. Bless his heart, as we say in the South.
0: Right, right. Um,
1: we we left that situation just like you did and uh, got ourselves a direct primary care doctor. And we use um, Sedera as our, you know, backstop. And I've never been happier. And I promise you, I will never go back to. I, the- that's
0: how I feel. It's like once you see the light. You know, you can't go back in darkness. And that is so great you brought up, Sedera. I just had the privilege of talking to Mr. Tony Dale the other day, founder of Sedera phenomenal visionary, um, and trailblazer in this industry. Um, so kudos to them, but, um, yeah, that's what the industry is, is seeing right now. Christy is the light and, um, there's enough people that are like, Hey, wait, there's another thing happening over here and it's brighter and feels warmer and better. And let's go do that. And eventually as we keep sharing our stories, sharing our innovation, um, describing what the world could look like in the light, we're going to bring more people out of the darkness and we are um, causing change or disrupting whatever word you want to use, but it needs to happen, and I think we're all doing the good work to to make that occur.
1: Well, speaking of all that. Upland advocacy is one of the things that is the on the light side, right? we're we're bringing medical billing and you know procedures that produce surprise bills and all that kind of darkness that can cast a a, a shadow, a dark cloud over patients. and we're offering them a light at the end of the tunnel. Talk some about your new endeavor with Upland. Yeah,
0: perfect segue. thank you. I did not realize how bad medical debt was in the United States, Christy. Um, Kaiser Foundation did a study last year, and I won't go through all the data. Many people might have heard about it, but there's over 100 million people in the US struggling with debt that wasn't their choice. They weren't going crazy with credit cards. They had an unfortunate diagnosis that took their family on a medical journey, and now they're struggling to pay bills. It's just an unfair situation for so many people. The irony of it is a lot of these people struggling with medical debt have an insurance plan. They have a group health plan, Christy. So the health plan solutions from the traditional world we're talking about, the dark side, it's not cutting it. You know, Mm. the costs have been passed down and passed down year after year, all these increases in healthcare costs. And they're sitting on the employee's shoulders with high deductibles, with out-of-pockets that truly the average American can't afford. Um, you know, half of the people that I stated are in collections. So if you've ever known anyone collections, it is a daunting process. They hound you, they call you, they stalk you. It's terrible. It's a very stressful situation. So these people aren't coming to work whole. They're dealing with all this financial burden of medical debt that is impacting their family and their future. The other thing that I found with medical debt is that it's driving behavior that's not ideal. You know, if people know what costs are and what they would have to pay, they're like, well, I feel okay. I really don't need to see a doctor. I don't really need to go have that test. I can never afford a surgery or time off work. Like, I'm just going to delay that care until I really have to do it. We all know that delay of care is going to cost more money. Those conditions are going to get worse. And it's just going to drive this cycle of unhealth in our country. So the medical debt is just really, it has these, um, you know, octopus arms that that are having this terrible impact on so, so many things. So Upland Advocacy is a, a new idea. We launched last year. We're coming around into our first year in the market. And what we saw is that although so many of us, I've been in the industry, well, longer than I want to care to admit, right? But always on the plan side, working for my clients helping identify cost containment programs to manage the cost of the claim. Um, you know, managing the condition through um, case management and utilization review and pre-authorization and all that good stuff. But it's always about the plan, protecting the plan and the costs and results, right? And it's almost like the members were like the second, we want a good experience for them. But you know, we're going to pay everything we can pay in the plan. And then you guys got to figure it out for what your liability is, right? Right. And the challenge is members, do, employees don't know how to navigate this labyrinth of health care we've all created. It's a hot mess. And even those in the industry that we know the acronyms and we know how to do it, we get confused when we get bills and what do we do and who do we call. Um, so what Upland harnesses is all that knowledge of how to run a fine tuned cost contained plan program, use all those skills, negotiation tactics, all that in the arsenal for the employee, for their family. All right, Mm -hmm. yeah, you owe $6,000. That is legitimately your bill, but let us show you where you could maybe find financial assistance if it's available to you. Let us help you negotiate that portion of your bill. Let us talk to that debt collector and help move your case to settlement for you. So Upland takes on all the services, wherever that member is in their journey, wherever that family member is, and we help them resolve their bills. Um, so it has just been kind of eye-opening me for me to just see the challenge in our, our industry with medical debt, but that there is relief and that we're helping so many families. Christy, the stories are amazing. I mean, people getting their wages garnished, you know, being in in debt and and having to sell things to pay bills because they think it's the only option. Oh, it's just terrible. But we can really bring meaningful result that can be life-changing for some of these families.
1: That is so good to hear. You know, for the nerds out there in the audience, get into a little bit of the weeds and talk about, how the requirements nonprofit hospitals have, and how people generally do qualify for this type of assistance, even get legal if you if you want to, with how <laughs> this process all came to be because of you know uh, um, sort of under the radar provision in the Affordable
0: Care Act, right? yeah so let me put my legal disclaimer out there. I am not an attorney I only play one on TV you know right. all of that stuff. I did go back in your podcast library which is so impressive and know you have two sessions with Mr Doug Aldine um who is that legal um beagle and that should be where you get all your legal information from Doug um They your were very cool. well done podcast by the way. I enjoyed that one myself. yes, thank you But yes, let me give a high level summary on the 501R mandate. This is baked into the Affordable Care Act that has been around since 2010. And Christy, I don't know why people aren't talking more about this, but the 501R mandates that nonprofit hospitals give back free or discounted care to their communities for those that are eligible. They get billions of dollars of tax credits, these hospitals, and in return, they're supposed to give some of that money back to those that need it in their communities. The 501R defines eligibility for this free or discounted care very clearly. It's simple. It's two things. It's the annual income in the home and how many people are in the home. That's it. Um, On an average nationally, it's about $50,000 for a three-person home to get free hospital care. For a four-person home, it's $60,000. And we have all these schedules of the size of the home and what is full relief or partial discounted relief. So basically... This this money charity money is there for people that are eligible based on that criteria. I always thought charity care because I've heard about that before, right, Christy? You've heard about hospital charity care. I always thought it was like for the indigent folks that just kind of stumbled into the hospital, they didn't have insurance, hospital right. had no other option but to just write it off. Well, it's not. It's very real relief for the average American. I mean, those salaries are mostly the folks that we're serving in our employer groups, right? These are average salaries. Um, that folks should be tapping into this bucket of money that's there for them because they certainly can't afford the $10,000, $20,000 hospital bills that are sitting on their shoulders. So, so it is mandated, and it's all about the ACA, making healthcare affordable and accessible for the average American. Um, so what Upland is trying to do is just harness that mandated um. Availability of relief and bring it to whether it's employer groups or associations, we are getting very creative in the verticals we are targeting. Um, But, you know, the targets are anyone in that average American salary that, um, you know, just is really trying to do the right things working hard, probably has a plan underneath them, just can't seem to afford those high deductible uh, portions of their liability. Um, so, yeah, I hope that helps a little bit with the, the 501R. But and let me say this, we have identified 4,000 nonprofit hospitals throughout the U.S. that all have this and that have this money available. But Christy, the for-profit hospitals are coming to the table to negotiate as well. So that number is even greater. We don't look at the status of the hospital before we go in and negotiate or try to find financial assistance. Um, we go after it all, right? We are not we're agnostic to that because we know they'll negotiate. They're they're we're holding them accountable for what they know they should be doing. Um could I go into financial assistance just a little bit more and explain that? Absolutely, please. So Financial assistance is the biggest way we can help a family out. Um, Financial assistance is available almost at every hospital throughout the United States. There are financial assistance programs, or FAP is the acronym. We love our acronyms in insurance, don't we? Yes. The FAPs do vary by hospital a little bit. But you can find them. If you know how to navigate around a hospital website and dig through five layers of landing pages, you'll find it. It's there. It's usually at a different department than the billing department because those folks are just tasked to get a payment plan and get your money. Where financial assistance is like, let's talk about eligibility and where you are in your life journey and if we can help you, right? But the financial assistance has an application that our advocates are very trained in how to complete and help an employee fill out sign and submit. It's a kind of a, a cumbersome process. Oftentimes there's documentation required of, you know, proof of residency, where they live, um, you know, last two paychecks or some required taxes from last year. Again, proving that that eligibility piece of the income and then how many people are in their home. So we help them fill all that out and then we chase it down. Like anything, it's paperwork. It takes a while for it to process at the hospital. We follow up, we chase, but it is, that's the way you get to this 501R Charity money is through these financial assistance programs and applications, so that is that's a little bit more into the weeds of what that looks like when we talk about financial assistance and how you get to it, you just need to know how. Um, And that's what our advocate team does all day long. Um, They've researched the hospitals, the criteria, where to find the FAP, help people complete it, and truly that's the biggest way we can help folks.
1: I did, would be remiss to not thank Upland and you um, profusely for being such advocates for me and a little event I'm trying to get off the ground here in my state called Disrupt HR. What a cool organization. So, um, thank you. I want to slip in that thank you. Absolutely. The sponsorship, but talk to the HR director and just say to them this is how you can implement Upland uh in your organization and how it can affect um the employees in your workforce.
0: Well first thank you for sharing this disrupt HR movement with me. As I'm researching more of it, they're kind of everywhere. <laughs> they're, they're making a splash in the market. And I have one here in the Cleveland Ohio market. So excited that I've gotten involved with and I'm on their newsletter. These are the people that really can incite change, that can ignite some some really big things to happen in the space. As I mentioned, I've been working on, mostly my career has been self-funded plans, and my main contacts at clients have been human resource folks and CFOs. I know how long and hard their days are. Um, Mm. Never a day the same, right? I know that they are usually up to here with what needs to get done and people coming in their office and, oh, we don't have to go through. The challenge they have on a daily basis. So, I, I have a, a heightened sensitivity of what their days look like. I know that any new solution has to be easy, it has to be turnkey. We cannot put any more on these poor HR people's place. But they want to be empowered to really help their employees. Oftentimes, I heard stories of folks that came in with, with bills that were crazy, and they're like, well, it was paid right, it was paid correctly, there's nothing more we can do. I'm sorry, but that's your bill, right? Like, and it's just, there's just a sense of the these HR folks are wired to help people, right? And it's frustrating, I think, for all of us when we can't help someone. And Upland kind of gives that one more card in your deck to throw on the table and go, wait, I do have someone that can help you. You've got a hospital bill. You've got something you can't negotiate through. We've got a team of advocates skilled to just do that. Here they go, right? So I think, first of all, it's an empowering solution to have in your pocket, The other thing that makes Upland so easy is that we're agnostic to the underlying health plan. The plan always pays first. We are helping the member with their portion of the bill. So they can be fully insured or level funded or self-funded, PPO network or reference-based pricing. It's like whatever, whatever you want to do, wherever you are. We can still help your members. And because we're so agnostic in that way, we are just really taking a claim report and looking at who is out of pocket and proactively reaching out to those people. Um, it's not a lot of file feeds and plan design changes, and we can be implemented throughout the year. That's the other thing, it's like, you know. Come renewal time, there's a million moving pieces with open enrollment. and You know better than me. Meetings, all the stuff that happens. Sometimes it's nice to add in a perk in the middle of the year when, I don't know, can we catch a breath anymore <laughs> when it slows down just a bit and plug in something to be a, a perk to get get moving or, or as you know, an, inco- an increase in deductibles might be happening. Use that savings in the plan to fund something like Upland to help members with advocacy but we're very we're very easy to implement it's usually just communication plans like how can we reach out to your employees the best way possible what modes can we customize to reach out to them whether it's an intranet or postcard mailings or or little videos we can cre- create like these type of things to just blast out via text or put on their their sites just so one minute commercials on this is what we're here to help you with call us if you ever have a hospital bill right Um, Yeah, and the other thing we can do is pre-qualify them before they go into the hospital, which is really good to know. If you know you're going in for a surgery or, or, or some other thing, we can find the right hospital that has financial assistance available and help them apply before the services. So there's just an array of things we can do to support the members. And we find that a lot of the HR reps are just like, this is, it's refreshing. You know, it just is a way to help families that are struggling with medical debt. In addition, we can serve the entire employee population, Christy. So the folks that aren't on the plan, the part-timers that oftentimes HR reps are like, we can't help you. We can't afford to give you a full health plan. You're not eligible. But here's a hospital advocate for you. We we can provide this for you to help you where you are. So it does also empower them to help the entire population.
1: You said there there are you know excellent stories uh, that employees can relate with. Offer one up if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, you know, we just helped a gal named Sandra, and she had a $6,000 EOB sitting in front of her. Again, that is an average amount that someone could owe with a large deductible plan and out-of-pocket. Legitimately paid claim. It was paid the right way. Um, but that was her portion. So as you can imagine, she couldn't pay that. She Most people can't afford 10% of their paycheck a year to go to medical bills. It's just not where most of society is. So she was in collection and and that's where we met her. Our advocates helped her apply for financial assistance. She was approved. And not only did we wipe away that whole $6,000 bill, we were able to get a credit back from what she had already paid to the hospital, $1,200. She already paid and she should have never paid because she was eligible for financial assistance. So we got that credited back to her. Now think about that relief that Sandra and her whole family feels that they don't have that hanging over their head the stress of that debt and that they had an employer creative enough to go, hey, we we can help you, even though we really don't have to. That's your portion of the bill. Good luck. They hired Upland. We were able to help her. And now think of the way she talks at the water cooler about Mm -hmm. that employer, their plan, the support she got. I mean, it just it resonates with, with everyone that struggles with bills. And I will also say it's helping with retention from what we've seen. Folks that are in industries like food and beverage or hospitality where they're struggling to keep people. Um, uh, skilled nursing homes are a big space for us. They can't fill their beds because they don't have people to help serve their clients. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you have these types of benefits and services in place, they talk, people talk, come work with us. You won't even believe what just happened in my medical journey. And, and it really is a recruiting plug. It is a, um, you know, it's a way to keep people working for you and happy. Um, I could go on and on, you know, because financial assistance, like I said, the biggest way we can help people. But we also just had another bill. We do a lot of bill audits, as you can imagine. Hospital bills are wrong a lot of the time. (laughs) And and we had, uh, Jacob had a bill that was over $2,000. And that might not seem like a lot to you and me, maybe, but $2,000 is a lot of money. a lot of people and we were able to find errors in that bill all over the place um he was in collections we talked to the decklers we pointed out what we saw very clearly and they're like oh yeah you're right we cut that bill in half and then got him on a payment plan that was much realistic so it wasn't a financial assistance solution it was well down the road he had been carrying this debt for years um, but we got that reduced to a level you can manage. So we're we're just, we're scrubbing the bills. We're negotiating the bills. We're doing financial assistance. You know, it's like all those layers. You can imagine there's, there's stories in every one of the endings of these stories. It's pretty cool.
1: I remember when my husband, um, we were newlyweds, not making a lot of money. You know, I'm sure at the time we would have qualified for something like this but it was never mentioned. He he had to go into the hospital with what we thought was some sort of gallbladder problem. Um, turns out it wasn't all that serious, but we still ended up with $4,000 out of pocket. And there, the first uh, inclination of the hospital uh, was to put us on a, um, like a type of a credit card with right. a, a double digit interest rate on it. Um, And uh, financial assistance was never even mentioned. So I'm sure that the employees that you're working with and advocating for, they need to know about this ahead of time and not fall for that, let's put you on a payment plan uh, solution as their, you know, first stop in in the payment journey. So um, give well, thank voice. you
0: for sharing that. That's what comes out of so many of my calls, Christy. Um, I'm working with people that are in the industry, like you and me, hearing the solution going, oh, let me tell you what happened with my son's bill, and he broke his arm, and this and that. And we're people that kind of know like how to move around a little bit in this labyrinth. Mm-hmm. And I have producers that know their stuff going, I was beside myself. I didn't know how to, I knew it was wrong. I didn't know who to call. I didn't know what to do. Like, you just kind of feel like, You're stuck. And that's people like us that know a little bit, right? Um, It's even more overwhelming and intimidating for folks that don't know where to start. You are absolutely correct. It's that billing department that will get you on a credit card. They'll get you on a payment plan. They will demand more money than most families can afford every month to pay these bills that will never get paid off in a normal budget for a family, right? Um, it's this financial assistance team that's completely different in the hospital that you've got to talk to that we connect folks with and have those conversations so, so they can be free. Financial debt, whatever layer it is, is um a stressful situation. Um, You know, we talk about mental health and how important it is in society and that it's finally getting the attention that it needs. Um, This is a trigger for a lot of other things, being in debt, having the stress, not knowing how you're going to get out of it. um, We can help solve some of that. And it's very freeing for so many families.
1: Well, I am so glad that you came here to tell us about this. This is... um you know, like you said, the law is not new, but the the solutions are somewhat new. So I'm really glad that we're getting this out there so people can start to take advantage of this and employers can say, you know, to the employees that qualify, look, we have a way out of, of this mess. So let's get it in oh,
0: place. Geez. Indeed. You know, change takes time, Christy. I think this is one of the the areas that we've needed improvement. And as you talked about restoring the American dream, we've we've got to find these solutions and put them in place. Financial assistance is just one of many, many, many ones. But when we can keep throwing um, solutions at these little pieces of brokenness in our society, I do believe we can restore the dream and get America back to where it needs to be.
1: What a great statement to uh, wrap it up. You couldn't have, you couldn't have closed it out any more perfectly than that. So Christy Vago with Upland Advocacy, thank you so much for what you're doing. And if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that?
0: Well, I can send you my contact information. Maybe we can plug it into the podcast, but my email is cvago at uplandadvocacy.com. It's V-A-G-O. And, um, you know, please follow us on LinkedIn. It's Upland Advocacy. We are always sharing articles and education and some of these testimonials from the people that we're helping, um, trying to keep that social content out there for people to be aware of medical debt as well. And you can certainly follow me on LinkedIn as well, Christy Vago. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chrissy, for having me. Have a great day. Thank you
1: for listening to our important discussion. For more information about the work we do at Custom Benefit Solutions, visit our website at custombenefits.org.